everybody and welcome back to another episode of the watchlist burn book (laughs) we are here today bringing you another movie episode uh because it's been a little bit since we've done a movie and it's exciting this week we've got god's own country which is a 2017 British film written and directed by Francis Lee. Um, that is, it's it's a good movie. I'm excited to delve a lot deeper into our thoughts. Um, but to kick it all off, we figured we would talk about the people in the film, especially since there aren't a lot um but there are a select few who really i guess you could just say it's not all about them but like it is it's (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is it's all about them (laughs) the movie's really just about four people um but you know yeah so we (laughs) we figured we would kick it off by talking about the main character um apparently his name is johnny but they call him john in the film um so johnny boy uh he I, i don't know he's like He's one of those characters that you start the movie and you're like, ew, no, absolutely not. There's no way that they can make me sympathize with you ever. And then (laughs) (laughs) he, of course, has an arc that you're just like, wow, you poor child. Yeah, I... It's hard to love him, but once you start loving him, you can't stop. You know, mm-hmm. you really have to put in the work to like him. Yes, you have to go through. You have to go through a lot in order to like him. But <laughs> I, it, it's very fulfilling. It's very fulfilling about halfway through when he actually starts becoming a nice person and like helping his family around the farm, mm-hmm. and like being genuine about it instead of feeling like forced and trapped. Like, as soon as we get to that part where he starts to become an enjoyable person is when the love just starts flowing and never stops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. It it takes a decent amount of time before the audience gets a version of John that I feel like is likable, is somebody who... Yeah, you you want to see happy at the end of this. Like, originally, it wasn't even that I hated him. I just was like, you just seem like an asshole. And it, mm-hmm. he somewhat has a reason, you know, like, I, I can uh, totally understand his position as being the only child on a farm um that's already not doing well and his dad is sick and he has to take on a lot more responsibility so I could understand like feeling upset about I guess like your 20s kind of being stolen away from you um Mm -hmm. because you have to take on a bunch of responsibility I see that but he's still such a big asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even on top of that, he's dealing with his toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and his internalized homophobia, which, oof, I, 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 I sympathize. I pity. Yeah, um, I definitely did. Yeah. And this is this is gonna sound awful, but I, I kind of do like that. That was such a huge piece of turmoil in his life because Mm -hmm. that does allow you to like start I guess start sympathizing for him like at the beginning even though you hate what he does like you do see how he's suffering and that does kind of make you feel bad as a viewer so you're you're just so frustrated with all of the horrible things that he does and you just want him to you know you just want him to be happy you want him to find 
something that he cares about and something that he finds worthwhile. Yeah, something that gives him the motivation to get through the days and mm-hmm. it isn't it isn't just, you know, being beholden to responsibility, but like something that gives him life. Yeah. Cuz I would argue before Georgi comes into the picture, John doesn't really he's not really living, he's just kind of going through the motions of mm-hmm. every single day. Oh yeah, that's absolutely what's going on. Um, speaking of Georgi, um, sweet, soft baby <laughs> Georgi. Uh, I know we like aren't making lists for this movie, but um, I I feel like I would put him on my deserved better list, mm-hmm. which is a little I don't know. Like I I adore him i think he's like my favorite character out of everybody in the movie um and i love that i i love seeing his and john's relationship but i can't help but want him to get more by the end of the movie i know he loves john but i i can't help but feel that he's kind of stuck in that situation if that makes sense yeah, I definitely can see that. I I felt similarly. I I was happy that they seemed happy together. Mm-hmm. Um but I also had a few moments where I was just like, "Oh, you shouldn't have to do this." Like mm-hmm. you it's it's awesome that you're teaching him intimacy for probably the first time in ever but but you you're you're doing so much (laughs) and and yeah I just I worried about him and like the emotional toll Mm -hmm. that being there for John could take um because yeah it's it's it it can be hard even if it's like not a romantic relationship you know teaching someone how to interact with people or how to have relationships like that can be hard and it can it can get frustrating and exhausting and he already had to deal with all of the xenophobia from everybody else in town Mm -hmm. like I just yeah and from John for a little bit. Like, it was just. It was a lot it, for him to go through. Yeah, there were a lot of, of punches being thrown toward our sweet, sweet baby. <laughs> yeah. And he had that line about how that was not the first time that has happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, he had worked on a farm somewhere before where he had fallen in love with this other man there and, like, probably had to do emotional labor for him as well. And then something happened and he ended up I don't know getting fired having to leave so like he had already gone down a a whole bunch of like a road of like emotional trauma that was very similar to what happened with the Saxby's before Mm -hmm. so hearing that made me really want him to get so much more than just living on a farm with John I guess if that makes sense like I I think I do think they genuinely love each other and I think that what they have is beautiful and it definitely made me cry a lot during this movie (laughs) um but I don't I don't know there could have been there could have been so much more for him not saying that John isn't like a lot for him but I I I I it it makes me feel like there could have been so much more out there for him to find and he just didn't get the opportunity to find it yet. Yeah. And I think like the scene, well, the few scenes toward the end where he leaves and um, basically, you know, starts his life over again. Mm -hmm. I feel like it kind of... 
kind of like nudges the viewer that way like hey there is a a possibility where he can i mean not necessarily be happy but be somewhere else and still working on a farm but he doesn't have to be with somebody who can't decide if they want to like fully commit to the relationship or not yeah because that was a big thing too was you know Georgi was always like if we do this like if I stay here with you and we eventually have to take over the farm like that has to be a real serious thing like it it Uh can't just be you know we're just having fun and we have good sex like yeah because I'm upending my life for you (laughs) um which is not to say that John wouldn't be making sacrifices as well but you know it would be at his home Mm -hmm. he has somewhere to stay ultimately yeah um and yeah, it this movie just had a lot of really hard relationship conversations like bundled into the intimacy and sweetness, which I always really like when oh, a yeah. show or movie does. Which we we had similar thoughts about feel good last week. Um we're staying in theme. <laughs> it's good when when media like doesn't always like shows the really happy lovey-dovey sides of relationships and shows people being genuinely happy together but also shows the real serious conversations and the real like deal breaker conversations Mm -hmm. um Cause it, yeah, you just get really invested. I was very, very invested in them. Oh, absolutely. Oh man, I, I just wanted, I just wanted them to be together. Like I hated seeing like all of the moments where like John would go back and then try and act like he did beforehand, mm-hmm. and then like kind of ignore Georgi. And um, I hated the whole time at the bar. Yeah. Like, I, it, it hit so hard. And it, like, it honestly hit me just as hard as seeing all their beautiful moments of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like, the highs and the lows of their relationship struck a very deep emotional chord in me that had, like, the same weight. Yeah. I would agree with that as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's hard to do. That's very hard to do in a movie. So I enjoyed that we were really taken along with them on this emotional roller coaster of theirs through this relationship. Yeah. And I think all of the characters, um, like John's parents, mm-hmm. are also... Um, they were just really interesting to watch. That sounds so weird to say, but <laughs> but you're right. You're right. Seeing that dynamic was very. It. I. I guess it was entertaining. I guess it kept me very invested. <laughs> so I, I guess that's entertaining. But it was interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, especially seeing the different ways his parents reacted to changes in John. Um, because at the beginning, you know, they're just like, Ugh, all you do is drink. All we do is clean up after you when you drink. Mm-hmm. You don't actually pay attention to things on the farm. Like one of his cows is pregnant and then she ends up having a breech birth and he could have saved the baby and he didn't. And his dad is like, what the hell are you always doing all of the time? Um, and then they're the ones who hire Gyorge. And then they're like, why do y'all spend so much time together? And 
<laughs> it's like you know um <laughs> and just yeah watching them and their relationship with john transform throughout the book book what movie Whoa. um i guess i'm wishing this was a book uh but the movie <laughs> uh i liked i really liked the scene um when when john just holds his dad's hand while they're in the hospital um and it's like the first time probably in a long time that they've touched um yeah it was i liked i liked seeing the not necessarily dysfunctional but just kind of like disjointed separate family dynamic Mm-hmm. Um. yeah it was just very isolated even though there were three of them yeah no what I liked about this movie is that his relationship with Georgi and his relationship with his family influenced each other mm-hmm. um, I feel like usually in movies like this um, the romantic relationship and the familial relationship are very separated Mm-hmm. But it was nice to see when John was working on his relationship with Georgi and like learning his intimacy, etc. And how that was impacting his familial relationship. And then like vice versa when something would happen with his father or his grandmother. And then that would directly influence his relationship with Georgi. Um, like I don't I don't know. I guess it was nice to see that interplay especially like in where they were like located in Yorkshire. They were very isolated so you could mm-hmm. feel how it was just this unit and then this unit had to depend on each other outside of like everyone else in the town. Yeah. We didn't we didn't get anything from anyone in the town. We didn't know anybody. Um we knew his one friend from school, Robin, but like <laughs> yeah robin Uh, (laughs) but like that was it yeah that was it we just got that like one asshole in the bar Mm -hmm. um which i guess you could like view as uh what's the word microcosm um for the whole town um which is you know like a pretty blanket view or reaction to Georgi being Romanian um and like quote-unquote not belonging there uh Mm -hmm. yeah we we don't get pretty much else um it's very very local to the farm and pretty isolated there which I think worked well I I really like I really like how this movie's written. Oh yeah. It it's so good. Everything about this movie is so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is something I'm very excited about cuz to talk about because this is like my favorite aspect of the movie. <laughs> um but yeah, I think my favorite thing about the the movie is the fact that there is very little dialogue. <laughs> like ever like people people rarely say anything but there is still so much communication in between all of these characters through like new forms and like new very intimate forms of communication um and it's very artfully done it's very very beautifully done it looks great it's very appealing um yeah, um, and I think a big one in the movie and then easily one of my favorite one is how especially Johnny and Georgi, but soon like John and his father, like how they how they communicate just through like little touches. Mm-hmm. Um, I constantly think about when they're in the hospital after John's father had his second stroke. I think. Yeah, I think it's the second. Yeah. Um, and they're sitting down there in the essentially food court situation and Georgi just 
touches John's finger like really softly. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like very comforting and it like it it says a lot. It's very it's very purposeful and it's very beautiful and um it's something that we see John do to his father later in the movie which is what really hits yeah. <laughs> which I think is really nice. Yeah, I loved that moment. Especially because you see his dad react even though he's asleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I really loved that. I, I, I loved also the fact that people don't talk because <laughs> um, it just it makes for a more interesting film because then you have to figure out the other ways that people communicate, which I feel like is also, again, you know, more realistic because not every person forms relationships through talking to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And not every relationship thrives on verbal communication. Like, people find a myriad of ways to communicate with each other. Um, And I liked that this movie explores how touch can be introduced in a world where up until then it probably didn't exist and how it can just explode that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because at first, John is really, really resistant to any type of contact even from Gyorki he's yeah. like don't, no don't I unless it's sex and unless it's rough sex like no um because it's it seems to suggest in the movie that that's like the only way that he can feel something mm-hmm. um is if somebody's being violent and as soon as he is kind of not necessarily forced but like made to encounter touch that's tender it's like ground groundbreaking like earth shattering he's like what the hell (laughs) yeah yeah because i mean going back on that um like on violent touch like that's the only contact we see between him and his father at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. like even like mm, even when Georgi first gets there but it's like up until their little trip up to the sheep which yeah. is so good um the the only the only form of touch that john gets and gives to like to and from anybody in the movie including his family is like very violent so it was nice to see that to like actually see the root of that I guess like the intimacy that he was he eventually like breaks and like re recalibrates I guess is the best way to put it Mm -hmm. um so yeah, it was it was nice to see where that stems from and like how he learned that and then like see his relationship with Georgi reset that. Yeah. I'd agree. I I like um it's not the first time that they have sex. It's one of the later times. Might be like the second, but it's back when they're in their little it's not really a cottage, but like their little area that they're staying in while they're trying to rebuild the wall. Um, and John like tries to initiate this like really rough hookup and Georg is like, no, like let's take things really, really slow. Mm-hmm. And John is like kissed for the first time. Yeah. Um, and it just was a really, really gorgeous moment, um, that I, I really related to as a person who also struggles with touch and with intimacy, Mm -hmm. you know, having someone take the time to show you that 
somebody touching you does not have to be bad and it can be pleasurable and it can be something that you can enjoy and also initiate. Um, I really, I really liked seeing that. Yeah. Cause that, that type of scene is one that we usually don't see between men Mm -hmm. in American movies, which is something that we'll get to later. Um, so it was very it that's a very powerful scene to begin with but to see two men experience that sort of intimacy on screen and like in dead silence like there was no music or anything going on like you were basically living in that moment with them like it, it was so powerful such a good movie Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is it is and you know, there the the silence in this movie, I think, is like a big, a big method of communication, um, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of moments where people, again, don't talk, but they look at each other, but it's quiet, and it's like these like prolonged glances across distances um that happened with like john and his dad john and his mom um his grandmother uh, grandma sorry um john and georgi like they're yeah just the stairs across the distance Mm -hmm. um and the way that you could be having a conversation in this movie and then somebody just decides to not respond or they don't look at you or they, whatever it, it's really artful. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of reminded me of like things that I've heard in like acting classes before or playwriting or any kind of theater scenario, you know, using silence can be a really powerful tool mm-hmm. because there are so many things that aren't being said, but you can feel them and the weight of the emotions is still the same. It's just different because people aren't outwardly expressing mm-hmm. what they're feeling, but you still know, like you absolutely know. <laughs> yeah. And like a uh, one, one scene that like, is like that that I constantly think about is when they are up fixing that fence and they're eating ramen mm-hmm. and John like breaks the silence by asking for the packet of salt for his ramen mm-hmm. <laughs> because I mean a because like Georgi constantly coats everything he eats in salt <laughs> he really does <laughs> which is incredible like uh, good for him I guess <laughs> um, but. Like, John asking for that is, like, the first line said in, like, a while. And there's, like, no no verbal response from Georgi, but he just gives him that look that is so full of emotion and is, like, so full of pining. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just really, you can feel all of that in every silence that shows up in this movie and i think part of it is because there's no practically like no music at this until the end um it's either like just complete dead silence or like the sound of like the wind and the outdoors and etc which like it it makes you like simmer in all of the emotions that aren't being said along with everybody in the movie and it's so it's so well done it makes you feel so much (laughs) over the course of this movie yeah it's like it's just really I don't know like I'm thinking of another similar scene where they're eating um but it's back at the house and I think they have the house to themselves I think it's when John's dad's in the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. But Georgi makes dinner and he makes them pasta. And he 
tastes John's plate and then mm-hmm. sprinkles a bunch of salt. And then he tastes his own, and then he just puts the salt that he put on John's on his own and doesn't say anything. Yeah. They just, you know, have a meal together. But there's so much communicated in just that small act of let me taste your food and make sure that, like, it's good enough for you to eat. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I did. I I really liked I'm I mean I feel like I'm beating I don't want to say beating a dead horse because there's so many dead animals in this film and I feel <laughs> like that's me making a joke that's not intended to be made a joke. I'm not joking about animal cruelty. And no animals were harmed in the making of this film. So if you do watch it and you watch a lot of the animal scenes um the animals were okay but yeah I feel like it's repetitive to just talk about how much I liked um just the intimacy in this in this film but I I really do think that it's done so well and the film itself is still really minimalist like everything's very small Mm -hmm. um so there's there's no like big grand overt gestures um which i feel like do happen in a lot of american films which we will talk about again later um (laughs) (laughs) like it's just all on such a small scale that every little thing is huge Mm -hmm. like straight out of the gate when John has to go in and check that cow and see how it's like that pregnant cow and see how it's doing. Mm-hmm. And then like up until his mini vacation, his mini work vacation with Georgi, um him like being nice to that cow <laughs> and just sort of <laughs> yeah. petting that cow is like the only piece of softness that we see. And I I don't know. I thought it was very clever to just put that in the beginning as like a tell for things that will happen over the course of the movie and like everything he learns. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just having that little tiny moment with John where of like softness with this, with his cow, like with his animal that he's taken care of for his, probably his entire life. Um, it's just like a it, an example of like how how minimalist this is like you said and like how much power there is in these tiny scenes without overdoing it and i think that's really where that that's like really where this movie is appealing yeah i think i think a lot of the scenes with the animals are used that way like there's um when john and Georgi go to like go get the ewes back because they've strayed too far and to fix the um, fence and one of the sheep gives birth um, to what we think is a stillborn. Um, But then Georgi miraculously like gets the baby to breathe and like Mm -hmm. walk around and really nurses it completely back to health. And you just see John just like watch And he's really intrigued and he doesn't say anything, but you know that he's really impressed um, because, you know, he's like, wow, I've spent my whole life with these animals and I've just kind of just given up. Like when I know something isn't going to work out or I know an animal's not going to make it, like I just hang it it up. And Georgi's like, no, like, don't do that. Um, yeah, I liked. I liked that farm life isn't something that's just a throwaway in this film. It's very integral. Like this movie is about a farming family and farming people, and that's important. Mm-hmm. And like what, like how much that farming means to them, and then how, honestly, like how talking about farming and like what needs to be done and becomes its own form of like intimate communication between everybody 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I, I loved how at the end when John was rebuilding that relationship with, like, his relationship with his father, and every time his father asked him about, like, a certain task and, like, the use and, like, fixing X, Y, and Z, um, it was a lot more than just, did you bring the use back? You did a good job on the fence. Um, whatever, like, what, what, whatever his father was telling him. Like, there was just so, like, that's, that's what his father was saying, but there was, like, so much emotion and, like, so many other things that were being said with that. And you could really see how pretty much everything this family did was centered around their relationship with the land and their relationship with their animals. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I liked that scene toward the end with his dad, too. Um, Like, when he's like, you know, I'll come back to the farm and... I will take care of it, but I have to do it my way. Yeah. And his dad just is like, will it make you happy? And he's like, yes. And his dad's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. They've yes. come so far. Look what happens when you talk to each other. Right. <laughs> so we've already talked about it a little bit. Um but we wanted to have a section where we just talked about this film as a European film um, and just kind of how different it is from American movies, especially because we are Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it just, um, I think... A big thing for me, which I kind of talked about in the last section, um, is just the minimalism and the subtlety. Because I think, and this isn't true of all American films, so I don't want people to think that like this is meant to be a blanket statement. Um, because I think that a lot of American writers know how to do things <laughs> subtly. Um, but I think that with a lot of American romance movies, especially, there are all of these like super big gestures and big, like everything is just big mm-hmm. all of the time. Um, and the stakes are always really high, but because something is dire, even if it's a, a rom-com, like something happens. Um, and it's just, you know, there's just a lot. And this movie was just really, really stripped down. Um, and I I just, I really liked that everything was so small. And mm-hmm. you just really had to pay attention um, to a lot of details. And like the environment, I really, I really, really liked how important the environment was yeah i mean the environment was beautiful to begin with like all of those shots made me really want to um it made me run it made me want to run away and start a farm you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like i i really appreciated that even though like the stakes for everything like like the stakes for the Saxby family were still high because, you know, that farm is their life and then these relationships are their life. Um the way they fixed them didn't have to be grandiose. Mm-hmm. You know? Like there were no even with the end, like there were no huge fancy, expensive declarations of love mm-hmm. and like coming back to each other. Um Everything was very, everything just felt genuine and felt deeper since it was so small. And like, not saying that like, if you do have like some grandiose declaration of love to somebody, like it's not genuine, like that's, that's not it at all. It's just in the way that they lived, like it, it, 
I feel like if it was done in any way other than the way it was, it just wouldn't have felt authentic. Yeah. Which is something I really appreciated. Yeah, I did too. I... I don't know. I'm really partial to... <laughs> if you know me in real life, you know... I'm a I'm a sucker for the British, even though I shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I really, really like Northern England. Um, and so I was excited to see it showcased mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, because I feel like when we get British films or we talk about England, it's usually towns in the South, like London or london-esque or you get like something in oxford and that's about as far north as you go um and i liked yeah i don't know i liked getting a a small town movie and maybe it's because i'm not from a small town myself um and so they're just interesting to me i don't i don't know but i i really again really liked that farming was as integral to this movie as anything else like as the romance as the commentary on toxic masculinity all of that like this is a farming movie yeah um yeah it was it was refreshing to be that far off the off the grid Mm -hmm. in a in an english movie um or i guess in a british movie um it was it was nice that they like we weren't getting suffocated by like being in london Mm -hmm. like it was nice that it, it was just it was so refreshing to see them like run through a field and like look off a cliff you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> or like look up and then just like see so much like weather in like the giant sky like mm-hmm. that giant open blue sky and like even like the color tone for this whole movie was like really it was it was the cool tones of it were like really nice um but yeah it was it was just really good to not feel smothered by a location so you could focus and feel everything else that was going on in the movie. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It it just it like the title is it's not name dropped in the film, but you one hundred percent know what God's own country is mm-hmm. just by looking at at the movie because, like you said, like the scenery itself is at times just like really stark and cold and other times it's beautiful like I keep thinking back to the scene where um I think they were like working on the wall or maybe they weren't but like Georgi just like leaps over the wall and just runs Mm -hmm. and John's like where the fuck are you going and then it opens to this scene where they just are staring out into the expanse of all of these rolling green hills um, and they're together and it's like they're the only two people on earth at that moment yeah. and it, it seems like like an Eden kind of mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like they were they were isolated but they weren't alone and mm-hmm. that's something that you also felt when you were watching the movie and like seeing all of the all of the like just seeing the environment that they were in and that was that's so nice like that I guess that's the point (laughs) (laughs) I guess the I guess the point is like uh finding and like valuing companionship in like isolated areas um but it was it was good to see that follow through and how how it was filmed and like also how the content was handled yeah exactly yeah she she's good mm-hmm. i i definitely think that this is 
one of those films that like once you see it you have to watch it a few more times just because there's something new to focus on mm-hmm. um like you could watch it just for the relationship but you could also watch it for just the scenery the locale the mm-hmm. the i mean there again there are so many farming scenes with animals like we see sheep skinning we see a sheep birth we don't watch the cow birth but like there is a cow birth like there's mm-hmm. um yeah like it's it's not about I think, like you were saying earlier with London films or British films that are usually set in a city, like it's, you know, the super fast paced city life and it's something is happening. Somebody's scheming. There's, there's just a lot going on and this is really slow paced. It's about just regular people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like it's not trying to be anything other than what it is which I also really really liked oh yeah it's just it's it's good it's it's so good <laughs> it's so good it's one of those movies where you can't stop thinking about it after you've watched it Mm -hmm. it it really it really sits with you like you have to you have to stew and everything it like brings up in order to fully enjoy everything it has to offer yeah yeah i would agree i'm definitely gonna watch it again soon yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have to i have to just talking about it makes me want to watch it again (laughs) (laughs) yeah so if you haven't picked up on it already at this point in the episode, <laughs> um, something that really drives this movie are the um, the tiny little vignette scenes that happen. Um, mm-hmm. in, in, honestly, in between like major, major plot points of the movie. But um, there are just so many little, usually scenes with no lines that are interspersed um that are incredibly emotionally intense um that really that really capture the journey that all of the characters are going through over the course of the movie Mm -hmm. um and it's honestly difficult to talk about this movie without mentioning any of these scenes yeah and we already have (laughs) but there there are so many which is like mm-hmm. the exciting thing i i think i don't i don't know i don't want to put a percentage to it because i'm not that good with math so it'd probably be <laughs> inaccurate <laughs> what i would say <laughs> but a good portion of this movie is comprised of those tiny scenes mm-hmm. where you know maybe somebody says one or two words maybe somebody doesn't say anything at all and they range from like five seconds to a minute, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes they're even more dramatic than the dramatic scenes. Oh, yeah. Oh, they absolutely are. Um, <laughs> and the one that like comes to mind is um, when john's grandmother finds that condom on the floor Mm -hmm. and um she's doing the laundry and she's like ironing that shirt and for a second when she knows that no one's there she like picks up the shirt and sobs into it Mm -hmm. and then as soon as john comes back she immediately just acts like it didn't happen and it it's like a gut punch it's it's a real gut punch um just seeing seeing his grandmother who like really didn't show she was she was pretty stoic um through the course of the movie and like watching her 
watching her like suddenly feel and release like all of that emotion with like over John and over her son who just had another stroke um and is in the hospital like it it's heavy it's it's heavy but it's beautiful yeah i would agree i i liked that one um another crying scene is uh john after the breakup and after he's it's his fault um (laughs) it is which you know he realizes uh but he's sitting in the bathtub and he's not even like crying that audibly you just see tears just rolling down his cheeks Mm -hmm. and he as he like leans his head on the wall and i was just like oh my god um yeah and there's a similar scene while he's also alone post breakup where he goes to the caravan that the family like not necessarily rented but like just gave to Gyorgi while he was staying on the farm and he finds it's he like is pissed and he like kicks a bunch of things around and then he ends up finding a sweater that Gyorgi left behind that we recognize as viewers as like a sweater that he's worn a lot um and John puts it on and then finds this thumb hole and just sticks yeah. his thumb through and just like snuggles himself and I was like oh my oh my god it was so <laughs> soft I never thought the discovery of a thumb hole in a sleeve sweater like a sweater sleeve could be so soft and so emotional yeah but it is it is it is because you can just like imagine yourself or like you know imagine picking up a sweater or a garment or a blanket of anybody that you've lost or is no longer in your life and you catch the scent and it makes you incredibly emotional yeah like we've all we've all been there in some sort of capacity yeah definitely I still have like old clothes of my mom's that I never like wore that smell like perfume that she used to wear. And it's like immediately nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the beauty of this movie is finding these tiny moments that are, even though you don't expect them to me to be, they're like very universal in the feelings that they stir up. Yeah, I would definitely agree. There's another scene. This one's actually not sad. Um, It's when John and Georgi are taking a bath together. Yeah. And they're like sitting facing each other and just talking really offhand about being together. Um And it's just a really soft and tender moment Um, and like very domestic. I loved all Mm -hmm. of the tiny domestic scenes between the two of them Yeah, because it really gets you as the viewer, like being like, oh, yes, I want them to be a couple and Mm -hmm. I can see their life in this little cottage. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I really loved it. Yeah. Yeah, like when Georgi is making, um, he's making cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and then John comes in and they talk about it. Like, yeah, he just watches them. It's so cute. Their domesticity is so, it's so lovely. It is. And even, even at the end, like, when it's like not really even... I guess explained but just like in the denouement you see it happen um where they move in together and they start Mm -hmm. taking care of the farm but you only really know that that's happening because you see them like go in and out of the house together yeah and you're Mm -hmm. like oh or when they're on the bus on the way back and John just like leans his forehead in his sleep onto 
Jorgi's shoulder. Uh huh. Like, uh. Ugh. And like at the end, it's like especially like they go in, they're like going in and out of the house together, but they're like doing it like arm in arm. Yeah. Which never happened in the movie, like up until then. And like seeing, seeing them embrace like their relationship and like openly like that is just mm-hmm. so, it's so nice. It it's is really so nice. Good. Especially because you spend, you and John like spend a lot of time worrying about whether or not they will be accepted mm-hmm. like by John's family, by the town, which never really gets answered. Um, yeah. But, you know, especially with John's family, like I I, I know I, the whole time I was like, oh, no, like, are they going to kick him out? Are they going to be these, like, really intolerable people? Yeah. Um, and the answer is no, not really. Which is always refreshing. It's yeah. Always, it's always nice to see someone's family be that accepting in media. Yeah. They're just like, hey, you're happy and you're not killing yourself with alcohol every night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, vomiting out your guts and miserable. Like, we know that you're miserable and now you're not. Good. And like that's that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it. Which is good. It's nice. It's yeah. nice that it's not taken past that. Or like it's not um I guess it's not overthought as well. If that makes sense. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't. Which I guess part of it could be attributed. I was reading a little earlier, um this film is like partly not wholly, but like partly based on the writer and director's real life, um, because he he was deciding whether or not to stay and work on his family's farm or go to drama school. Oh, um, and so like a lot of I guess John's inner conflicts are representative of what he was feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that was a, uh, it was, it was a, it was a cool way to represent real life without anybody ever assuming yeah, or inferring that it was like, it was just its own individual story. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree. Yeah. Wow. That's that's interesting to know. I had no idea. Yeah, it is. It like it really it, now that I know that I think going into it again um I don't know if it'll change what like my thoughts. I don't think it will, but I think it'll definitely the film is a lot more personal. Mhm. Um than I initially thought it was. Yeah, but it's nice knowing that because it 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 still feels personal, but it's nice knowing that the writer and director does have a has have like a deep relationship with the material mm-hmm. like that. Cuz like the feelings that it does create and discuss are very real. Um so like I guess watching it it's hard to assume that the writer and director like didn't wasn't like personally involved in some of this material like that but it's it's nice having that confirmed yeah okay it is about that time for our favorite segment of the podcast our michelin stars woo hell yeah um if you aren't familiar with the michelin stars rating system it is a system used by you guessed it the michelin tire company to (laughs) (laughs) rate restaurants um and it's actually a pretty coveted prize to be awarded a michelin star or several um and so a lot of restaurants drive to this and we use it as a rating system for this podcast so as a refresher, a one-star rating signifies a very good restaurant. Two stars is a restaurant that has excellent cooking that is worth a detour. 
And three stars means a restaurant that has exceptional cuisine that is worth a special journey. So based on all of that criteria, we have decided to give God's Own Country a drum roll, please. A three. Woo! Hell yes. Mm-hmm. This movie deserves all of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you have not seen it, watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how it took me this long to get around to watch this movie because it's been on my watch list for a very, very, very long time. Oh, yeah. Same. Um, and it's worth it. It is worth it. And then some. So. Yeah. It's just it's a really good story. Mm-hmm. Like, even if, you know, farming might not be your cup of tea, which I don't know why. Um, but, <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> you know, if, if like, I don't know, if there's ever something that you wouldn't like about this film, which I, you know, everybody, everybody reacts to things differently. Um, but I, I still think that the story is worth seeing just because of how well like it's just it's just done really really well Mm -hmm. like you can tell that somebody just cared about this film and the way that it's rendered just just goes to emphasize that even more like it's just it's just done artfully mm-hmm. and it just encourages you to not just look at it as a movie but to like we've mentioned before relate to it with your own thoughts or your own experiences um which is what art should strive to do anyway mm-hmm. is to inspire the viewer to think about it beyond the parameters in which the art exists but to you know expand it into your own world that you live in because it is a work of fiction but we are living in reality um and this film does an incredible job at that Mm -hmm. like it really it does a good job of taking a like a premise that is used frequently in like the the gigantic genre that is queer media and like queer movies like queer indie movies um but it does it 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 does it in a way that's like fresher than a lot of other movies in that genre and like you said it does force you to connect to this media like connect to the movie and like whatever like everything the characters are going through on a deeper level than you expect it to when you first go in which i think is a really big reason as to why everybody should watch this movie mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it's also just pretty like, it is so pretty Ugh. it just I agree. It also made me want to just go run away to a farm somewhere, mm-hmm. which I know is not easy or idyllic or anything of the <laughs> sort. But still, I felt I felt that way. Yeah, like it just it takes you to another place, which it should. Mm-hmm. And it does it in a way that doesn't like overly romanticize farming. Yeah, like the far, like all all the scenes with the animals and like farming in general, like still feel very real, mm-hmm. um, and they're authentic. Um, but it just, uh, it just feels so good. It makes you want to be there. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's just, it's it's a good it's a good one. You should add it to your list mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it already. Go ahead, and if you've seen it already, watch watch it again. It again. Thank you all for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed listening, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts and follow us on our socials at the watchlist BU1 on Twitter and Instagram.
If you have thoughts on this episode that you think we'd love to hear, drop us a voice message on our website, which is linked just about everywhere you can find us. On our next episode, we'll be covering Breaking Bad Season 3, woo, which is available to watch on Netflix. Happy watching, and don't forget to do the reading. Wash, wash, wash,